0: listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of ST Times. And now, here's Jenna Barron, news editor at ST Times. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're talking to Michael Lee, solution engineer at Melissa, which is a data quality company. Melissa has actually sponsored today's episode, and you can find more information about them and what they do at melissa.com. Essentially, what they do is clean up data, so things like deduplication of records, address verification, cleaning of records, and more. Now, moving on to the topic of today's episode, which is all to do with data quality, and we'll hear from Michael about best practices for maintenance of data. So, Michael, since Melissa's whole business is essentially around ensuring data quality, what do you see as the most common pitfalls that companies run into when it comes to data quality?
1: Uh, I would say pretty much the most common issue is the most simplest ones. Um, So like typos, um, maybe even just accuracy of the data itself, and then just mistakes when transferring data. Uh, So the first one where uh, people are just uh, misspelling items um, in the forms, maybe fat fingering a a key or something similar to that. It's uh, It happens quite a lot. It's sometimes a little bit more difficult to detect when you have a full data set. Uh, but when you look into the data itself, there's clear indications that there is like a typo or misspelled words. And for accuracy, well, sometimes people actually put in fake data. Uh, like let's say, for example, they're doing like uh, signing up for a, um, kind of like a marketing um, item or signing up for a website. Sometimes you don't want to use your correct contact information, so you might put in, um, like, fake email addresses or disposable email addresses. Um, And then for transferring, um, I would say this is one that could cause the most issues. And mainly that's just because uh, when you're transferring data, you have to properly handle encoding, data types, delimiters, and nulls. Um, Sometimes you might see like data shifts where there's extra columns added when there shouldn't be. Um, And then um, it could pretty much cause errors down the line for any of your uh, processes uh, down the line. So I would say those are the three most common issues I see uh, when it comes to data quality.
0: Do you have any advice on how those issues can be avoided? And is it more of like preventing it at the collection point or... Cleaning it up once you have all the data in your system?
1: Uh, I would say the best thing to do would be preventative measures. So it all starts from like how the data is first gathered. Um, So maybe there will be like checks for each of the different um, text boxes. So let's say you put in a name, Um, probably won't um, include any numbers in there. but maybe there's like um, international ones, so you might want to um, allow certain characters in there. Uh, something like maybe even date of birth, even having like a calendar option or drop-down. Um, so those are kind of like the basic checks you could do. Just make sure that the data that they're inputting is um, like generally correct, that's the correct data type. And then um, beyond that, uh, once they um, submit the data, um, maybe there's like a prompt saying, "Hey, I actually found like an um, uh, address that actually I matched to. Um, it's not the one that you put in, uh, but I made some corrections. Um, so there, you could do like another confirmation um, where the user would um, select from a few options of addresses, maybe, um, or um, they would uh, maybe um, see the suggestion and then try another one. Um, so those are kind of like the uh, first steps." And then after that would be um, like the continual um, data quality where you're just trying to make sure uh, over time that data doesn't um, go stale, uh, the accuracy is good, and it's up to date. Um, So uh, everything in general would be preventative. Um, Those are like the uh, main recommendations. Of course, um, there might be some stuff that you might miss uh, overall. So um, you would need to implement uh, new strategies um, to handle um, like the ones that you haven't addressed in the beginning. So it's always a a process. Um, It's not like a one solution that helps and uh, fixes all. Um, It's always going to change on a case by case basis.
0: Mm -hmm. What sort of maintenance would you recommend companies be doing on their data in order to make sure everything's up to date, there's no issues in the in the data?
1: Yeah, uh, so kind of adding on to the avoidance part. Like, yeah, there is preventative measures, um, but um, making sure, like, at every point when you're handling the data, continually add additional checks and maybe, like, data quality uh, tools in between all the different steps so that you can make sure that everything is standardized, formatted, and validated at each step. Um, so, there's managing every single step, and then there's the overall process of uh, validating the data again. So, there's two main types of validations, I would say point of entry and then um, like reoccurring historical uh, cleansing. So, um, after point of entry, you do all of the validation, the checks, and then the data is in your data set. Now, you have to think about um, over time, the data will get stale. Maybe there are some changes like emails actually um, being older. Um, people get new emails. Maybe they move. So you want to make sure that they actually um, we, we use a tool to update the data again. And the frequency really just depends on your use case. So let's say, for example, a company needs to send out mass emails on a, in like a monthly schedule. You probably want to do it a little bit more frequently than one that does it on an annual basis. So and also it depends on um, how sensitive it is like if um, you really need accurate information or to um, create like a good report uh, maybe you want to uh, update on a more frequent basis whereas if it's more like a general i just want to get an idea on the whole profile it doesn't it's not like gonna actually cause any issues downline for any business related decisions then maybe you could make it a little bit looser Um, do it uh, once a year um, maybe even uh, just a, a cleansing every five years. Um, it really just depends. Of course, we do highly recommend. um it's not just a one- time cleansing thing. It's going to be it's there is going to be maintenance required over time.
0: Is there like kind of a rule of thumb for like figuring and figuring out what that frequency is, like if you are a company that could get away with doing it once a year or if you really should be doing it maybe weekly.
1: Yeah, that's always a very difficult question to answer because there is going to be some liability and risk if we say, oh, it's only going to be weekly that you should right. be doing it. Well, well some, in some cases, you, it might make sense for monthly. We'll uh, kind of get all the details from our clientele um, and just kind of evaluate um, then, then and there. Like, let's say, for example, uh, they're sending out mail in a weekly basis. Well, if if you can, then uh, maybe you would actually uh, update it weekly. If you're sending out mass emails um, and you have a database of emails, um, uh, I guess you just determine how frequent you send out uh, mass emails. And then uh, based upon the frequency, then you would actually change it uh, based upon the process of cleansing, like when, how frequently you would do it. So in general, I would say it really depends on the type of data. Addresses maybe like um, three, uh, every quarter, uh, biannually or even annually. And I, I guess those would be kind of like, let's just say the general frequencies that uh, most people actually fall under. And then uh, like for emails, maybe it will be a little bit less frequent because emails don't really change too much. It's right. not as severe, so. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. What is one key takeaway you would want listeners to leave this episode with?
1: I guess a main takeaway for anything to do with data quality is that no data set is perfect. No data mm-hmm. tool is going to be perfect. Um, you're just pretty much finding the right one that works for you. And the m- main goal is to make sure that when you're evaluating like what is required by your company, what are the pain points? And being able to foresee and prevent any data-related issues uh, within your whole company. And that's always going to be a a very big task, um, especially because you can't foresee every single issue that might happen. Um, So you would try to kind of catch all the different type of uh, issues beforehand and implement that logic. And then over time, um, as they come up, uh, you would... Uh, kind of react quickly, implement new fixes and uh, features that you could implement to make sure that data doesn't get corrupted or there's um, data-related issues. And pretty much there's always like a sweet spot where you could over-engineer something or something is poorly engineered. You don't want to dedicate like three years of time just implementing data quality um, logic into your whole process. Uh, Maybe you want to skip a few steps and then deal with it on a case-by-case basis. So pretty much each their own. Um, yeah. But of course, data quality um, in general, very important. And it will definitely prevent issues later on down line. Always best to implement it and catch it at the start instead of reacting to it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. And um, thanks to Melissa again for sponsoring our podcast for today. As I mentioned earlier, you can learn more about them at melissa.com. And I'll link to their website in the show notes as well. Tune in next week for another episode of the podcast.